Acts 16. Paul came to Derby, and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went on to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, 
he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, Release those men. The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly, without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now, do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. Let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates. And when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Today's devotional was written by Joe Gresty and is read by Martin Kirkby. Paul's second mission is filled with purpose to strengthen the early church by encouraging them to follow decisions made by the apostles in Jerusalem. He encounters Lydia and Timothy and the Holy Spirit directs their travel. They endure beatings and imprisonment, ever ready to introduce Jesus to any who might listen. I was raised to be God-conscious. I thought I was a Christian. One day my friends started talking about what they believed and telling me about a church they had started attending with other young people. It sounded vibrant and full of life. I listened attentively. Something stirred within me. I was excited. I wanted to experience what they were talking about. Was this the God I'd been brought up to pray to and believe in? Looking back now, I believe it was the moment the Holy Spirit began to open my heart to Jesus. Lydia was a successful businesswoman, a merchant of expensive purple cloth. Her wealth and position in society probably gave her security. Yet, as a Gentile, she chose to believe in the God of the Jews. Lydia had gathered with other women on a riverbank outside of the city to pray. Whilst there, Paul and his companions came and spoke of Jesus and what they understood about God. Lydia was captivated, and as she listened, the Holy Spirit opened her heart. She accepted Paul's words and was baptised. It's the Holy Spirit that opens our hearts to Jesus. Do you have family, friends or loved ones whom you would long to know Jesus? We could try our best to demonstrate and convince them of God's love, but ultimately it's the Holy Spirit who opens their hearts. 
Welcome the Holy Spirit to draw near to you and rest in his presence. Lydia listened to Paul and his companions and the Holy Spirit opened her heart to be able to accept what Paul was saying. Do you hear God as well as you would like to? Is your heart open to God? Spend a little while reflecting. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to listen with an open heart. Ask him to draw near to your family, friends and loved ones, giving them ears to hear and open hearts to receive God's love. Let's finish with prayer. Father God, thank you that it is your Holy Spirit that empowers us to listen and opens hearts to know you. Give me ears attuned to you, together with the courage to tell others about your incredible love.